Hi, we're Shannon and Jerry Arner. And our dog, Betty White. Your hosts of the Arner Adventures podcast. Could we have named it something more creative? Probably. But it's the name of our blog. It's our last name. We're on an adventure. Yada, yada, yada. After running our own business, working 24-7. And don't forget a mental breakdown in between. We made a lifestyle change and decided to make the most out of life. We sold our house, most of our belongings, downsized, and moved to the coast. We live life minimally, but fully. We live each day as an adventure. This show will help you learn how to live life more fully, with more intention, by experiencing more, and with less stuff. We'll talk about our own experiences, interview others who have much to share by creating a spark in our lives. Some days we'll share real life ongoings of what we're going through, and others will talk about our favorite flavor of waffle. Come join our adventure. It's, it's the, the Arner Adventures, Adventures Podcast. Hello everyone, I'm Jerry. And I'm Shannon. Our gal, Betty White, is with us, of course, and we are back for episode 56 of the Honor Ventures podcast. How is 2023 going for you all so far? Wow. <laughs> I just can't believe it's a new year. Hopefully, you were happy with the way that the first week of the year went. Yeah. Today, we are back with a Spark in Our Lives episode. We think that this guest will be a great one to kick off our series for the new year. We want to take a moment to ask that you please hit that subscribe button in the platform you're listening to us on. And while you're at it, why don't you go ahead and be a sport and give us a five-star reviewer <laughs> rating? That would be an excellent, positive way to go into the new year, don't you think? I think. But seriously, we would greatly appreciate it. Well, today's guest is Elise Saunders of Tales from an Untamed Soul. Her story is going outside of the box to live a life of travel, free from the constraints of what society thinks is normal. We, we don't like that. No, not at all. We just respected her journey and this conversation so much and think that you will too. Are you ready to get to Elise? I am ready. Let's go ahead. Well, we are so excited about today's guest. Our guest, alongside her husband, are travel bloggers. You can find their blog at talesfromanuntamedsoul.com. I love that name, don't you? Yeah, it's neat. Yeah. Our guest is Elise Saunders. Elise and her husband's story aligns so closely with ours. We were really intrigued by their journey surrounding selling their belongings, you know, going out on the road, being travel bloggers. 365 days a year and staying in Airbnbs. Since it aligns with our story so closely, we wanted to hear more. Their story differs in that they're digital nomads where we stay in one place. We, we cannot wait to hear more about that. And, you know, Elise and her husband, Greg, want to help individuals create a life that they don't want or need a vacation from. Elise, thank you so much for being here. Oh my gosh, thank you both so much for having me. I'm really excited to have this conversation. Yay, we are too. Where are you currently? So we are currently in Cedar City, Utah. So we typically stay a month in each location. Uh, so we have a couple more weeks here in Cedar City, and then we're going to spend a month in Moab, Utah. So wow. it's... Yeah. I know it's, it's a dream come true just to be doing all the, the different parks and hikes and see all the sites. Utah is absolutely amazing. Yeah. Huh. I've been to Salt Lake, but, um, no, nowhere else, but even, even Salt Lake city was absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Um, it's like you see it on TV and online and you're like, well, it can't look like that. No, it does. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I cannot wait to, to dig more into 
the whole story, Jerry and I have been talking about it before recording, as soon as we read and, and learned about you and your husband, because it is so closely aligned with us. And we love when we have someone on the podcast who gets it, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. This is as close to what we're doing, I think, as anybody we've had. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah Especially really that it's a couple doing it, too. Yeah, so yeah. we love that. Uh-huh. Well, Elise, tell us, you know, how your journey got started. I, I really want to know, because people ask us the same thing, were you both on board? Did one person go, oh, okay, I have this idea and had to convince the other person. But how did the whole journey start of you making the decision to sell your belongings and travel? Um, basically, you know, I've hardcore been working on myself, healing some significant traumas in my life. And as a process of healing trauma, uh, you become way open <laughs> to a lot of different things. And I was in that space and starting to pay attention to how my body was feeling with everything that I was doing. And while I had created this successful bookkeeping company and I was finally loving being out of corporate America and having my own schedule, I became distinctly aware that I was dying a slow and painful death of repetition and routine. I say, sat in the same place on the, the couch every day, you know, like my car knew how to get everywhere it needed to go. Like I didn't even have to pay attention. I was not engaged in my life. And I thought, well, this, this is not healthy. This doesn't work for me. What do I need? And so in soul searching, it was like, okay, I need to be exposed to constant change. That in itself sounds terrible. But it was something that I felt I really needed to be my best self. So that was really the onset that kind of got the wheels rolling that led up to what we're doing now, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It, I think it makes more sense mm. than, than we can even tell you. <laughs> you know, when I, when I was reading about how you can, you know, you feel, you feel it in your body. It's not just your mind. Like you've decided right. this, you feel it in your body. The, um, it, it, I, I mean, it's really, I think it's like, it's pain. I mean, yeah. you, you can have aches and you go, Oh, what's wrong with my back or what's right. I'm always tight or whatever. And it's, it's really the effect that stress and past right. trauma and all that has on your physical self. So yes, we completely get that. Did you one day say, Hey, Greg, um, <laughs> we need to do this. Well, like, was it just literally it happened very quickly or what was that process like? It was an evolution where we started to, cause I didn't really know, like I, my body was like, you need something else, but I'm like, I don't know what that is. And so we started to play this game where we would go into this you know, mental and emotional playground where we said nothing is off limits. If there were no money limits, if there was no location limits, if there were no limits at all, what would we be doing? Where would we go? What would that look like? How would it feel? And so like every day when he would come home from work, we would spend a couple minutes talking about that. Like, 
where where would we go today? What would we be doing? What would we be seeing? Who would we be meeting? And you know, when you take away all the limits, you take away all the excuses, you take away all of the technicality that your mind immediately goes to of why that won't work, right? And so we just spend a lot of time in this playscape imagining what we would be doing. And a lot of it came back to where we would be doing it. And that was, you know, how the first cog of the wheel, if you will, started to come into focus of we have always loved to travel. But in whatever this next step was, we realized then that travel was going to be a significant portion because every time that we were in the playscape, we were in Greece, we were in California on a beach, we were in Costa Rica, we were, you know, we were somewhere having the most amazing time. So yeah. that travel came to be like the, the first component of what we now live. This episode is brought to you by Cozy Earth. Sleep is super important to us as it should be for you too. You spend a third of your life in bed. Why not invest in making it a safe, non-toxic place? Our top pick for sustainable, eco-friendly sheets, and Oprah's favorite too, by the way. Enough said. Our cozy earth bamboo (laughs) sheets. The bamboo weaving prevents the skin from becoming sweaty, yuck, maintaining the perfect temperature and keeping you comfortable while you sleep. We love our sheets. Oh my goodness. We... Well, anyway, head on over to arnerventures.com slash Cozy Earth to grab our code to save 40% on your Cozy Earth purchase. 40%. There's no better discount code than that, folks. Even the Cozy Earth sales aren't giving you 40% off. I'm not even sure that Oprah gets this kind of a discount code. It's good for anything site-wide on Cozy Earth. That is arnerventures.com slash Cozy Earth to grab that link and code. It's also in the show notes. Now back to the show. How did it feel getting rid of your stuff? Hard. Um, Greg, my husband, is very attached to belongings. It's hard for him to distinguish the belonging from the memory uh, Mm -hmm. or the person that gave it to him. Um, And we had downsized multiple times, right? There's many times I've looked at him and said, I have a crazy idea. Let's downsize. Let's downsize again. Let's downsize again, right? So for me, my attachment is not the same. So it was extraordinarily painful each time that we downsized. And obviously, when you go from a house into your car with Mm -hmm. your belongings, uh, that that was different. Uh, even for me, so extraordinarily painful for him. But even the day that I walked into my closet and I decided the way that I was going to do it is I was going to pick what I was going to take, period. And everything else was being donated. And when I picked my few items that went into the the bag and I sat back and went, look at everything that I will, I'm not ever going to see this again, you know? And that was a moment that even though I don't have a strong attachment to belongings, that was still really challenging for my mind to wrap itself around. Yeah. Sure. Sure. I feel really excited that we've downsized and I, I, for me, it was very easy, very easy. I think for you, Jerry, it was a little bit, a little bit more difficult. Yeah. I think we might be on a, sort of similar uh 
in our relationship, the way we are is yeah. the way you are too. I, I think it was harder for me too. I, I think I was used to holding on to things and yeah, maybe, yeah, it's hard to separate the memory from the, the actual thing. Yeah. yeah. And I uh -huh. think, you know, we, we did not downsize to, you know, okay, we're going to be completely remote in our car. And, right. you know, we talked to some other people who have said, okay, yeah, I went down to three suitcases. That was it. Right. I, that, that is, um, I, I'm just enthralled by it. I think, wow, that, that must be so free. Oh, I don't know. I feel a little refreshing now thinking about it, but it's also like, wow, okay. I'm looking around now and I feel like we live really, you know, minimally downsized a lot. Yeah. What, okay. Of this, what would I downsize? And we do declutter a ton right. once a month we go through we just did it a couple of days ago where yeah. i was like okay we gotta go through this and get rid of this stuff again yeah. and it does feel so great but um yeah to say okay i'm gonna be remote travel is wonderful until you actually take your stuff yeah. and really downsize it you know yeah oh yeah definitely but for me i i think eventually i came around where i realized oh i i could go on without that stuff. I don't know if it was the same for him, but, um, yeah, yeah. It was just a little bit, took a little more time, I think basically for me. Yeah. And yeah. I think for us too, the things that had the memory attached to it, we were like, who could benefit from this and really love this the way yeah. that we do, you know, like uh, some of your childhood things I'm thinking about. Well, yeah, sure. Yeah. And then when you do downsize a lot of the stuff that, that kind of kept, the really, uh, I don't know, the sentimental things or the things of value, maybe all the stuff kept that stuff packed away back in the corner or in the attic or the, and now that stuff that had a lot of memory and sentimental value is more out in the forefront. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I think what's really great about you, and I don't know if this is a, a pro, um, I'm thinking it's a, it's a, a good thing and that would have been easier, but you can correct me if I'm wrong. I would think, well, okay, the more I get rid of, the more free I can be with traveling and the more I can go. I, I would think that's a win. But what what's your mindset about that? Um, my mindset is that letting it all go is very freeing. I realized in the transition of getting ready to get on the road, just how much specifically for me, but I think it's true for a lot of people that I've spoken with, is that the the things, the the physical things in my world made me feel full inside. And when yeah. I stripped that down and it was literally just me, it's like, okay, now I have an opportunity to make myself full with things that really matter. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you are absolutely right. Of course, now that I am unattached, I absolutely can do more travel. We're seriously investigating international travel for 2023. Yeah. And mindset, you know, we're already looking at the few things that we have and pairing that down from a car load into a single suitcase for each of us, one yeah. backpack, and we each have a cat. So I, know. I was going <laughs> to say, okay, what happens with the cats? <laughs> with us, and they're definitely coming with us. Okay. You know, I don't think that when we got on the road that I would have been able to pair it immediately down to a single suitcase. Um, I, I'm just not sure that even me with my lack of attachment that I would have been in that mental space 
that I felt that I could let go of what's in the car. But having been on the road now, as long as we have, I can still look at things and I'm like, why did I think I needed this? Why did I, you know, like in the moment we were, we were getting on the road. I'm like, I have to have this. This is urgent and imperative. And I can't do this without this, you know? And now I'm just like, why, why did I think that that way? You know? Yeah. And so now I feel like even like you were saying, Jerry, you know, my, my husband is completely on board with that. And it comes down to what do you want more? Do you want the thing or do you want to go to Greece? You know, yeah. what? I want to go to Greece. Yeah. So bye to the thing, yeah. right? Because yeah. I don't want to be lugging that stuff. It's going to be enough with, you know, the cats and all the stuff uh, on trains, planes, automobiles. So yeah, I just, it's, it, what do you, what do you want more? What is your heart's desire? And right. you, know, you can always pick it up you know, buy it later and, and then yeah. Yeah. Later again, you know, so it's yeah. uh -huh. like, you know, we're never going to be able to get what we need. This episode is brought to you by Southern Oak Artisan. Southern Oak Artisan makes 100% natural soy candles that are not only aesthetically pleasing, but are safe to breathe since they are made with non-toxic ingredients and they're not overwhelming like other candles you may be used to. Between morning brew, lemon bake, lavender, there's just so many scents to choose from. Southern Oak Artisan 100% natural soy candles are handmade in our home state here in North Carolina. But lucky you. They ship all over the U.S. Yes, lucky indeed. Head over to arneradventures.com slash Southern Oak Artisan, where you can grab our discount code and link to save on your soy candle purchase. That's arneradventures.com slash Southern Oak Artisan. It's also in the show notes. And now back to the show. You work remotely, obviously, as you travel. And I'm, I'm wondering, I know that you know, you, you said earlier that you came from the corporate world and, you know, being in that world. And, and is there anything that you miss about that lifestyle of, it sounds like no, because it was the same every day, but is there anything about that that you miss? Or are you, you know, I always like to paint no matter whose life it is, it's never sunshine and rainbows. Like it's never perfect. Right. So um, do you ever say, oh gosh, like, I just wish I could just have you know, a, a nine to five job or whatever it is, like, or do you take care of that yourself? Or I just want to know about the work part of it for you, like good, bad, ugly. No, I don't miss it. <laughs> There's not a single day that I have said, Oh, how I wish I could go back. Oh my God. No. And honestly, with the, the trauma healing that I've done in the last few years, um, I'm not that person anymore. I yeah, am yeah. a completely different person. I'll meet up, you know, I'll be in a city that one of my former coworkers was in. And so like, we'll meet up and they're like, I don't even know who you are. You know, like, I don't, I don't recognize her. The girl that I knew would never do what you're doing, would never yeah. say the things that you're saying. And that always makes me go, yes, I'm on the right road. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, the other thing is, is that I feel like society teaches us to hold on to things, hold on to people that have died, hold on to, you know, people that we once knew in a job or in a friendship that no longer serves us, uh, you know, hold on to accumulating things, right? 
And so I feel like society teaches us to hold on to that. But, you know, what I think is more beneficial is to use that energy to look forward and to create the future. This past is gone. Mm. That version of me is gone. Right. And so I want to focus all of my energy on creating the next thing, the next amazing version of myself, the next amazing adventure. So I try not to look back. I love that. I do too. I'm even so extreme that sometimes I can't. I'm like, like when we moved and left, some people will want, like you just said, I thought you were going to go a different way with it. When you said you're in a city where a coworker is, I thought you were going to say, and I just stay away. Like I do, I almost do. I'm almost saying, you know, I can't go back there. I can't go back to that. It reminds me of just how I yearned for something different. And I don't even like to think about that stuff. I was just having that conversation with, with someone recently and they were talking about where we were and Oh, but you were involved in this and this. I'm like, I, you know what? Let's just stop talking about it. I can't even, and I don't have regrets most definitely, but you know, do you feel that way? Oh yeah. At times I can, I find that relatable too. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes people from, you know, maybe people I worked with in other jobs and I think I, well, maybe I ought to, they did try to contact me once I should contact back. And I think it just would serve no purpose. Now I do have my childhood friends that you always have yeah. through life that you want to continue talking to, but then there's people along the way that just like, oh, wow, no, I don't. Cause we're going to talk about, they're going to complain about things that I don't want to, <laughs> I've heard so much before and I don't want to experience it again. You know? Yeah. Yeah. My mom always says that life is, you know, like a book and that that chapter is done. And you yeah. just move forward. You're not constantly going back and rereading the chapter. Right. I mean, why would you do that? You experienced right. it. It's done. And exactly. I believe people are like that. Now I'm extreme. I'm very quick to cut people off, but in the, in the sense of not in that world, but I do believe that people come in and out of your life. Exactly. And yeah. And that's mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Shannon, I do want to make a, a clarification because, you know, from a trauma healing standpoint, I do believe my personal belief is that you do have to go back and you do have to feel the emotion that you stored Mm. in order to feel, heal and release and, and finally let that go. I don't believe that trauma healing, permanent trauma healing occurs by just saying, okay, that was in the past. It's done. It's over. I'm moving forward. Uh, if yeah. that was true, or at least for me, oh my gosh, I'd be a guru on a mountain somewhere by now. But you know, I, I really, I became ill in my career because I believed that because I didn't do the work that I'm doing now, which yeah. is to go back and uh, look at that trauma, feel the emotion that I was feeling in that moment of that trauma, so that it can finally exit my body. And, you know, so I I just want to make that clarification because I don't want people to think that, you know, yeah. Okay. You you know, something happened that was terrible. I'm just going to move on and everything is going to be fine. It it'll come back in an illness later. (laughs) 100%. And and Jerry and I Mm -hmm. should have also been explicit that we do visit these issues in therapy. We address them that way. Um, but yeah, there's just some 
things. I just, you know, I just don't, there's no point in me going and seeing somebody that I don't really, you know, connect with anymore. And, but yes, dealing with the issues, you can't sweep them under the rug. We completely believe in that. I think when you're younger too, that can be a, uh, you're, probably more prone to want to do that. Just stuff things down and move forward. Yeah. And maybe with maturity, you realize you have to address things. Right. I mean, it's, yeah. it's what we're taught in, in life and yeah. society. You know, I venture to say that, you know, at least 75% of society is not taught how to actually feel the emotion. There are so many messages from every aspect in our society that teaches us Oh, you, you should stuff that, you know, I mean, like crying at work, how taboo is that? And oh my gosh, I was even, even one of those bosses at one point that I'm like, you know, you need to get it together. This is a workplace. You can't be doing that. I would so go back and do that differently and wrap my arms around that hurting employee of mine and allow that person, that space to express that emotion, you know, so It's just, it's not taught. And it's something that has been a big part of my own healing journey is to learn how to feel those emotions so that I can let them out and not store them. But yeah, I mean, you know, and and I learned that from my mom because that's what my mom was taught. And that's what my grandma was taught. And then I taught my son that, you know, and so even now my son is learning to feel his emotions And so, you know, I mean, that's, that's absolutely huge, but most people only are taught from every aspect of society to stuff that, to not express it and not talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it might be a little worse for men sometimes too, especially in our culture, you know, especially if you're of a certain age and grew up in a certain era, you know, if you grew up like pre-Oprah where you didn't talk about (laughs) things. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, um, but but it's like, yeah, you were just kind of taught to, oh, you know, just walk it off or you're just hungry, you know, or something. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't address it. What practices do you have now to check in with your body, your healing, your emotions? Do you have a daily thing that you do or can you just kind of recognize when things are uneasy? Because all of the behaviors are so entrenched in my, my body, my mind, my emotions, uh, my subconscious, it's, it is still hard for me to say that like, I'm a hundred percent aligned and I never have to think about it. You know what I'm saying? That I just immediately recognize it. Sometimes I do, but usually if I immediately recognize it, it's because like a freight train went through the room and my body's like, we're going to make sure that you hear us right now. Right. Um, So yeah, I do try to take the time to check in. Right. So it's a practice. I I practice practicing uh, to check in with my body to see, you know, am I holding the shoulder up too tight? Am I feeling tension in my neck? Are are my, you know, gut muscles like clenched? Uh, You know, I constantly, especially when I'm working, because I get so focused on the work, um, you know, that my body can start doing these weird things that, you know, like I'm, I'm like got my shoulders all clenched up around my neck or something. I'm like, when did that even happen? And yeah. so constantly having to stop and evaluate that, um, you know, but the other one is intention, setting the intention on a regular basis that this is what I want. I want to have this connection with my body. 
I want to listen to it. Um, and that the intention is that to the best of my ability, I don't want to store any more emotion, yeah, right? Yeah, and so, yeah. you know, I had a situation yesterday where um, I was at Bryce National Park, so excited to go, right? I was so excited. Oh my gosh, this was such a dream come true. And I'm there and I'm trying to get parking and I had just gotten there. And, you know, my, my belief is that the universe helps me. The universe is always working for me. And sometimes it's not always in a happy, pleasant way. Sometimes it's to help me release stored emotion. And while that was not on my agenda for yesterday, apparently the universe felt otherwise because there was a parking attendant who was, you know, trying to help people get parking and direct people. So I thought I saw a couple who was walking to their car and they were going to back out and I was going to take the space. I never saw them talk, the couple in the parking attendant, to where he would know that they weren't leaving. So I thought they were leaving. And so he's motioning to me, you know, come on, come forward. And I'm, I'm pointing like, hey, I'm going to take their spot. Well, this just set him off. You know, he's flailing his arms and screaming at me. And it the mannerism, I know, right? So <laughs> we triggered each other. Um, and so, you know, um, his mannerisms were just like my stepfather, who was very violent in my childhood. And I mm -hmm. have been working on healing a lot of that stored emotion from my childhood. And so, you know, I, I pull up next to him, I roll down my window and I was like, you know, what, what's going on? And he was like, they're not leaving. Like he's screaming at me. And I was like, okay. Like I, I didn't know that they weren't leaving, you know? And, and so I, I drive on to try and find another parking spot. Here it comes like an yeah. absolute wave of an ocean, uncontrollable sobbing. Mm. And completely took me off guard. And so, you know, in order to honor that um, and to not store that, I drove as quickly and safely as I could to a parking space and just sobbed uncontrollably for 45 minutes. And I am so grateful to that man for helping me to release that emotion that you know, clearly wow. that was still in there. Yeah. That hadn't happened. Um, you know, if he hadn't had just the, the perfect mannerisms or whatever, you know, I, I wouldn't have been triggered because that's the thing, right? You know that you've been triggered when the situation and your response don't match. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. uh -huh. if I had not had stored emotion, I would have gone, Oh my gosh, I feel so bad. That guy must be having like a really bad day. And then like gone on. Right. Like I wouldn't have given it another thought. Yeah. But I knew I was triggered because my reaction to what happened was off the scale. I was having this huge wave of emotion and, you know, I was like, well, you know, here I am. This was not, you know, on my itinerary, but in the, in, in the spirit of going with the flow of life, here I am. This is what I feel. I'm going to pull over and I'm going to sit here until it's done. 
This episode is brought to you by Dan and Dan. If you're a longtime listener, you've probably heard us tell you before that about two to three CBD brands reach out to us every week. It wasn't until we started digging into the research that we learned CBD isn't always CBD and they're not all the same. Dan and Dan Hempworks makes organic hemp flower infusions. Dan and Dan's products support our daily routine by helping to manage daily stress, promote healthy sleep, provide caffeine-free energy, and recover from activity-related stiffness and soreness. They also have CBD hemp flower infusion specifically designed for pets, which is great for Betty White. She uses it every day. Head over to ArnerVentures.com slash Danadan hyphen hempworks to grab our amazing discount code and link. That's ArnerVentures.com slash Danadan dash or hyphen hempworks. It's also in the show notes. Now back to the show. I'm not going to rush it. I'm not going to worry if somebody sees me, uh, which somebody actually did. And it was so sweet. I get a tap on my window. Somebody pulled in next to me. He was like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm really good. And he's like, well, we're going to sit here for 10 minutes. If you need us, just, you know, come over and let us know. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's beautiful when an angel appears and holds space for you. I didn't need them to hold space for me. But it was so beautiful that they did yeah. you know, know that I had that high level energy right next to me. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And, but yeah, I mean, you know, just moments like that uh, have continued to be a part of the journey of being on the road and honoring what is what I'm feeling and the intention of not wanting to create any more dis-ease in my body. I think your outlook on emotional health, mental health, all of that is so refreshing. It's like all the things you're saying. I'm like, yeah, I completely agree. I just don't think I'm practicing them the way I should. And so like with the way that you reacted to him, I I often will find that my reaction does not match, you know, what has just happened. Right. And I don't think I... I let it come through enough. I'll just tell you really quickly. I went into a store that was, that also serves as like a FedEx drop-off here locally. And I needed a FedEx drop-off. So I go in and I'm like, uh, I look at the guy at the counter. I go FedEx drop-off. Like just thinking he's going to point me in the direction. And he does. And then I hear him under his breath say, if you'd have just read the sign. Well, I lost it. Like I lost it yelled in the store like completely I know I frightened the person behind me I just lost it I've been there yeah and and then a a lady who works at the store brings me over and she's like I'll help you over here and I was like I cannot believe and I just go on and on (laughs) I get in the car and I message Jerry as I'm saying it thinking I'm gonna say can you believe I go Wow, like my reaction to that was really <laughs> the way I acted in the store went way. I mean, what am I still mad about what he did? Yes. Should I be? No. But I still can't believe it happened. But I the my reaction to it, obviously. And then I was telling my mom the next day, and she said, Well, it sounds like you have something else going on there. And I was like, Oh, yeah. And then I thought about all the things I'd been dealing with that I hadn't addressed and 
he he was just uh the the cattle it was just the breaking point of some other things exactly but i i feel like the way you handled that was so healthy and letting just all of that flow and i could have gone to the car and cried exactly the way you did and i didn't i put it in anger and i put it in something that was so negative it's it's like you've set some systems in place for yourself to really make a good outlet for something that that maybe couldn't have been or wouldn't have been before you know yeah Yeah. i really try not to project Mm -hmm. right because then we're i'm giving stored emotion to that person yes don't know how to process it properly right Uh it's not okay for me to project what i'm feeling onto someone else and i will say too one of the big things is that especially for me i tend to go to sadness rather than go to anger I am still in my process of healing, learning that anger is, is safe and that it is okay to be angry. And so my natural process, even when I'm angry, is to go to sadness because sadness is okay. Sadness is allowed by society for women, mm. right? Um, but society has a lot of interesting beliefs about anger and expressing that in that moment I, I, I probably had anger within me from my childhood that needs to come out, but because I'm still grappling with what that looks like and how to express that, to feel safe expressing it and to allow myself to express it, then my body's like, okay, we got to get this stuff out. So we're going to take her to sadness. She's going to have all of these tears. And at least we're going to chip away at some of this stored emotion, right? So I will say that sadness tends to be the go-to, I think, for a lot of people instead of being angry. Yeah. I think that's the way for me too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting how we, we... go all of us just go a certain way where some people go to humor and they try to make everything funny you know instead of it is interesting that you've pointed that out yeah i do use that as a diversion very often yeah Yeah. (laughs) go for the joke defense mechanism right your body oh definitely defense mechanisms of i don't want to feel that i don't want to deal with that so this is what we're going to do instead yeah And some people have so much stored emotion that the moment that they're triggered, they go straight to anger and they just blow up. They blow up on everybody. They, you know, it's like an intoxicated person. They say the most horrible, terrible things, Um, you know, so it, it all just depends on your relationship with your body, the space of healing that you're in, how much stored emotion that you have, the defense mechanisms that your body has put in place to survive. Right. Yeah. 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 That's what with, you know, comedians too, a lot of times are a little bit neurotic and uh, known yeah. to be. And yeah, they're uh, the funny. The the funny was obviously developed uh, as a defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It's like the the it's like that Smokey Robinson line, the tears of a clown when there's no one else around. You know, it's, yeah. 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 <laughs> G- going to something a little lighter. How do you maintain a good work life balance? I'm not sure that I do. (laughs) Here's what I mean about that is, um, you know, I try my best to optimize my efficiency. And what I mean by that is what does my body 
feel like doing today rather than having this list. I mean, sure, we all have things we absolutely have to get done today. You know, we've got a deadline or whatever, whatever. But, you know, when I wake up in the morning and I'm thinking about, oh, my gosh, I had this great idea for this blog post and blah, blah, blah. You know, that's the moment to like sit down and seize that creative energy. Right. Yeah. But that means that there's something else that's probably, you know, not getting done or whatever. And so it's just this constant balancing act of listening to what my heart's desire is to do that day what my bookkeeping client needs are in that day, or, you know, what my heart is saying, oh my gosh, it's beautiful weather outside. Let's get out and hike or let's go somewhere. Or yeah. sometimes it's, you know what, Greg and I need to unplug from the world and have some adult time, you yeah. know, and, and have that romance and, you know, just, um, build, continue to build that connection that is our desire of being able to spend this time together. So, you know, part of me still grapples with terms like I'm behind. I've said that a couple times in recent days, and I'm trying to figure out how to better articulate that because what is the standard of behind? What does that really mean to me in my life? Mm -hmm. I'm my own boss. So, you know, who, who am I behind to exactly? Oh. I'm behind oh my gosh. belief in my brain that says, you know, um, we started traveling the West Coast in January. I got sick, really sick for a couple months. Um, and then I, I haven't done a destination guide since last year. Been to all of these cities. And so you know, trying not to let myself feel stressed about this imagined backup of things that I have to do. Because the thing is, is that I'm living. I am living. I am in Bryce. I am in Zion. You know, I, I am hiking and Greg and I are more connected than we ever have been. And I have bookkeeping clients that are so excited about the relationship and the product that I have with them. And so, you know, I have to look at that and say, okay, my mental block or belief that these destination guides have to get done because we've been to these places and we have to get them on the website. What relationship do I have with that? Do I believe that? Do I believe that because it is an old behavior pattern? Ah, yes. Yes, I do. That's that corporate. Everything has to be done now. Right. And so it's constantly this balancing act to balance everything in my life and evaluate those beliefs that don't serve me because thinking that I'm behind and thinking that I have this backup, that does not serve me. That does not serve my higher purpose. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, like I do the same mm-hmm. thing. Gosh, this mm-hmm. is so enlightening. <laughs> <laughs> there is someone who's listening and they are thinking, Gosh, I I would love to, you know, not only downsize, but live this adventure. Like they have this desire to, to go on these adventures and live remotely, travel to these wonderful places. What 
top tips do you have? I mean, I know we're going to get to the fact that you offer a lot of resources on your website, but is there just like a couple things that you're like, okay, make sure of this, or you need to have this in order. I mean, what kinds of things are you thinking about that? The thing that I usually tell people is don't feel like it has to be all or nothing. You can go and work remotely for a month and then come back to your life. You can go every week somewhere and then come back. You don't have to go all in like we are. The biggest thing is to get in touch with your heart's desire. What does your heart really want? What makes your soul sing? What creates happiness and joy in your life? And then try to do that. You know, the the other thing that I would say is don't get caught up in the minutia and the technicalities of how am I going to make that work? Because if I had gotten caught up in that, we would not be here. We would not doing this. Right. And Mm -hmm. so with the belief that I trust myself, I'm going to encounter challenges, but I trust myself to be able to figure them out. Um, and you know, that I think is one of the, the biggest, biggest things is, you know, just knowing that no matter what comes up, you're resilient, you're strong, you're smart you know, you're, you're going to be able to figure it out if it's something that you really want to do. And then the other thing I would say is look at what empowers you. Try to stay away from the thoughts of, I can't, that's crazy. People will think that I'm nuts. Um, you know, all of those things, just try to think of and feel in your body that joy of, you know, sitting on a beach in Costa Rica or, you know, going to Yosemite or photographing animals in Yellowstone, you know, feel in your body what that's going to feel like and hold on to that joy. It will carry you a very long way. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I, I 100% yeah. agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Mm. So Speaking of the resources and tips that you have on your website, Tales from an Untamed Soul, again, I love the name of that. Um, You have uh, an ebook, How to Live a Digital Nomad Life, lots of resources. Can you talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. So if you do want to go all in, um, that ebook is going to provide lots of resources. You can create businesses that you can do from the road if you don't currently have a job you know, that would allow you to travel like that. So we give you uh, several ideas. Um, You know, we even walk you through like how to create a website, you know, like all of that kinds of stuff. Um, And even talking about, you know, do you choose to live in an RV? Like we, we thought about that, right. But we decided it wasn't for us or, you know, do you do vacation rentals? Do you live out of your car? You know, all of these things, how do you get mail? How do you have residency when you have no home? Like we do, how do you decide what to pack? You know, all those things. But then when you're on the road, it's like, okay, where do I go? What's going to be a fun place? Well, that's where our destination guides come in handy because we've already been there. We know the great restaurants. We know the great Airbnbs or hotels, right? We know the amazing fun things that you can do while you're on location working remotely. So, you know, finding that balance between work time and play time is absolutely imperative to really getting the most out of this digital nomad life. I love that it's a destination guide, but it's also 
tailored to uh, if you want to live in there for a certain amount of time. Like it's yeah. not, I mean, yes, it is. Yeah. If you, if you want to visit it, great. You've got yeah. this too, but I, I love that. It's, it's more, you know, tweaked to that. I think that's, yeah. that's, that's unique. That is. Yeah, that is. That's yeah. really neat. Thank you. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. We wanted it to be a resource that if somebody's popping in for a weekend, they can go, Oh, this sounds cool. Rather than filtering through books and pamphlets and websites. Yeah. You know, it's it's a one-stop shop. Here's 10, 15 really cool things that we did. We're going to tell you all about it in a quick snapshot. You know, so yeah, you could go in for a weekend and have your time filled. But if you're there for a month or two months, what, go ahead and experience all of the stuff that we yeah. did. Yeah. I think it's time to get to your fast five questions. I'm excited. <laughs> Do you want to start? I'll start. Okay. And number one, sunrise or sunset? Sunset. I am not a morning person. <laughs> uh, okay. Number two, sea creatures or land creatures? I'm going to say land creatures. Yellowstone. Okay. Was I was going to say Yellowstone must have had a big, big impact. Number three, hiking or rock climbing? Oh, hands down for me, hiking. I'm an <laughs> average hiker. Yeah. Hiking. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. You're, you're definitely in an area right now in Utah that, that's great. Yeah, well, it's, it's why I wanted to come here so much. Yeah, and glacier—that's yeah. uh -huh. my life. Number four, dinner or dessert? Dinner. I I do try and stay away from sugars, right? Just for the health yeah. of my body, reduction of inflammation, all of that. Uh, so I really try and stick with very healthy, nourishing dinners. Okay. Very nice. Number five, National Museum or National Park? Park, hands down. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. You I knew after this conversation, park. she was going to say park. Right. Museums in the destination guides. Yeah. I'm, I honestly, I'm all about getting people outside. Nature yeah. is, yeah. it is healing. So yeah, 100%. It is. And I love national parks. Too. Yeah. Well, the question we ask everyone we think is the most important question is, Elise, what yeah. does a life well lived mean to you? Happiness. Happiness and purpose. I really feel that it is my purpose in life to heal the generational trauma in my family. Um, mm -hmm. So I feel that that is what I am here to do. And it's why I'm doing the healing work. And that healing work has then allowed me to go on this amazing journey with the intention and hopes of inspiring other people to live their best life. But at the end of the day, I believe that we are here to discover happiness and joy. So many of us believe that it is something that we just wait for and it comes to us. And I will tell you, I waited a damn long time for all the <laughs> to show up at my door and knock and say that it arrived and it never did. Yeah. And then it dawned on me that, oh my gosh, you actually create your own joy and your own happiness by following your heart's desire and your life purpose. And so, you know, to me at, at the end of my life, I, if I can say I truly created a life of happiness and joy and I'm living my life purpose and I am aligned with everything that makes me happy, then, you know, yeah, it, it will be, have been a life well lived, but I try oh. that measurement every day, right? It's, it's intentional creating happiness yeah. and joy every day. 
Um, yeah. yeah. So that's my thought. Oh, uh, that's a great answer. It is One a great that really answer. Speaks to us. Yeah. Yes. Oh, this I has been that. so yeah. wonderful. Before we part, please tell our audience where they can find you. I know we've talked about the great name several times, but <laughs> your blog, get in touch, get all of those resources that you talked about. And of course, we're going to link it in the show notes. Yes, absolutely. Tales from an untamed soul.com. And we also have consultation hours. So, you know, if you wow. want to talk to us about how to have this life, how to do this, how to overcome those limiting beliefs that keep so many of us trapped um, into that daily routine, afraid to step out of that comfort zone, we are here for you. So yeah, please, please do get in touch with us. Oh, that is wonderful. What a great resource. What a great offer. Elise, thank you so much for being here. This has been a wonderful pleasure for us. Oh, thank you both so much. And if you're listening and you have not subscribed to this podcast, hit that subscribe button right now. <laughs> oh, thank you. Wow. Elise was was wonderful. She is uh, just such an, an open person, very transparent, mm -hmm. um, very authentic in, in what what she had to say and, and, and share about her journey. And authentic in a real way. You know, we say authentic a lot and a lot of people throw around that word, but yeah. she really was authentic. Oh, indeed. I really, of course, you know, what, what drew us to them was their whole, you know, her and her husband, their whole story of, you know, traveling, being on the road, going to different, you know, um, Airbnbs and, you know, it, they're just, you know, living this great life. And I think what is wonderful is when, you know, on the outside, these wonderful lives that are, you know, so great, they're not always rainbows and sunshine and flowers and unicorns. There, there are real issues just like there is with everybody else. It's just, again, the mindset, well, you know? And I agree with all that, with the exception of the unicorns. I think the unicorn is all... <laughs> They're always around. Oh, yeah. You're seeing unicorns. We need to talk about that. <laughs> I also. That's a whole nother story. <laughs> I also really related to her when she was talking about, you know, the pain you hold when you're stressed. And, you know, sometimes you can think that you're, um, you have something going on, like, oh, my back hurts or I must have pulled something. And really, it's just the way that the stress and, you know, sitting in there and holding in emotions is so negative for your wellness. Just. It was just so refreshing to have someone talk so openly about it, which so many of our guests do. They do. Yeah. And she was no exception, an open book. And she had some really pretty amazing stories about letting out emotion and mm -hmm. bottled up emotion, all that stuff that was just really compelling to, to hear, to listen to. Yeah. So if you enjoyed this conversation, we hope you did. Please share it with someone else you may think will enjoy it. It's a great way of supporting the podcast and us, and we really appreciate it. We would love that. You can always find us, links we refer to during the show, and any of the podcast sponsors at arnardventures.com or linked here in these show notes. And until next time, enjoy that journey you're on. We're wishing you lots of adventures. Adios. Arrivederci. Au revoir. Adios. Sayonara. Alvidas. Dos vidiniana. And a Bye. Bye.